welcome back to the Loaded Magic Podcast, where normally we get together and play Dungeons & Dragons, but today we have half a party together for the Level Up Talks. Yay! It's Yay. special. Which, <laughs> which will be a, a chat with um, half the, the group, uh, if possible, every time the uh, party levels up, just to kind of let you guys in on, on what's going on in the, the minds and behind the scenes. So, with that, um, I don't think anyone's actually like introduced, introduced themselves. So we're gonna go around the table, uh, introduce yourself and what which character you're playing. You're giving me flashbacks of first day of school. <laughs> <laughs> first day of school, months after school tell started. Us, tell <laughs> us your name, your major, what you are, and also an interesting fact. Alright everyone, I know we've been doing this class for like three months now, but you're doing your first group <laughs> project, so icebreaker time. Um, so yeah, so just introduce yourself, which character you're playing, their race, and their class. Anything about us? If you want to, yeah. Okay. So, I'm Matt, and I play Dritz von Hagen. Hi, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> he is a hedge bard who just hit level four. Yep. And for those who don't know, hedges are a race that can be found in the Humblewood uh, supplement for 5e. I believe it's hit point press. Yeah. yeah. So. Hi, I'm Ariana. I play Merlin Boar. Uh, something interesting about me is... I've been playing D&D for only two years now. Nice. And what about Merlin? Merlin, she is a human variant who's lived quite a long time, but even though I would say it out loud, the group doesn't seem to figure that out, which I'll happily keep egging him on with. <laughs> and her class? She is level four. Class. Class. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry guys, it's been a day. <laughs> Oh, she is a wizard. A wizard. And? Hot! You're much like. <laughs> so, my name is Brittany. I play Arborea. She is a level 4 Opterin. And she is a druid. Also, fun fact about me I love to cross stitch and I enjoy doing it during sessions sometimes. <laughs> uh, and for listeners who don't know, uh, most likely you don't. Uh, Opterans are a race that can be found in Helena's Guide to Monster Hunting, uh, which I believe they are coming very close to finishing up um, their book and releasing it. Woo! Um, I am Comet or Gage, whichever one. Uh, I My class is Dungeon Master, uh, and my race is the god who watches over all of us here. <laughs> That's, so when we say, hey God, we're referring to that We call RDM God. Um, so I think what we're going to start with is, and we won't go in a circle, it'll just be whoever, you know, wants to go first. Charming. Um, what was the thought process behind your character? Like what, in, what inspired <laughs> you to be your character uh, or to make your character? And then like... Also, tell us kind of what the difference is between like your character when you made it in your mind and if anything changed actually playing it like, you know, maybe traits that you weren't expecting to um, to come out. Like how did the character change from your mental image before the game and where they're at now? Whoever wants to go first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Merlin Boar, for those who are familiar in the anime scene, she is based off of Merlin from The Seven Deadly Sins, um, but of course a child version. So originally I wanted her to be very cool yet stoic, but still have some childish traits. But as I was playing her, I kind of moved towards uh, Anya from uh, Spy X Family, because Anya is, oh my gosh, she's my most adorable favorite character. And so in some ways, I would imitate her through subtle things, like, oh, I can't even remember some, honestly. But 
I think the very child mentality of, yeah, let me do that, or how do you feel about this, and just being very blunt like a child mm-hmm. came out, like, unexpectedly, but in the most favorite of ways. Like, I think my favorite one so far is um, the cow joke. It was like, oh, did your father go away uh, to milk a cow and never came back? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> uh, so... I, I think that was the most interesting part for me. Alrighty. Who wants to be next? Well, Dorit started out as a character from um, just a straight-up Hollywood campaign. And there's a particular plot point that happened during that campaign that's coming back to haunt us now. (laughs) Um, It actually is what... Because I originally made it as just a like generic bard happy-go-lucky bard bard and as that plot point happened I switched to have uh, a much darker side to Dorit's and when that campaign uh, we had to finish early uh, I lifted that character and plopped it into this world so it's been bit of a transport, mm-hmm. but I kept all of the very dark bits that nobody knows yet. <laughs> Making my character, creating mm-hmm. her, was a very interesting experience that our dear Comet helped me a lot with because I don't, I'm still like very much a noob in the world of D&D. And this was my first character where I had to actually figure out, you know, her personality, who she was going to be, her backstory, all of that stuff. And so Comet um, just kind of helped me walk through my ideas and, like, um, gave me some ideas, helped me uh, talk things out. Um, because I had absolutely no idea what I wanted her to be, um, before this campaign started. And even when we officially started, I still wasn't quite sure which direction it was going to go with her. Um, the only thing I knew at first was what I wanted her class and race to be. Um, but as we've gone along, I have kind of sort of been finding her personality as it's just like sort of naive but very um positive like more positive upbeat person who doesn't know a lot outside of her where she's from um but is more than willing to ask questions when given the opportunity um but also likes to just kind of stay quiet, see what's going on. Has um has the playing the campaign so far helped fill anything out that you might not have had, you know, like fleshed out for a board? I think so. So far, yeah. Um, the biggest thing is just like who she is yeah. and like how she fits into the world and like her personality and stuff. It's also really fun because you're playing a race that is brand new as well as a subclass that is brand new which is super exciting yes yes um next thing that i thought we could talk about um why are you trying to steal my mouse (laughs) (laughs) um was What do your characters think about the rest of the party? If they have like any specific thoughts of anyone, the party as a whole, kind of like what what is the what do they think of everyone else that they are currently working with? Ooh. So, Argoria is very intrigued yet mildly scared of our dear friend Sparky. Sparks tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, with Merlin, she's just kind of like, you're very 
interesting. Um, not not quite sure if she likes her or not based off of the last interaction that they had. Um, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, mm, I'm not sure how it's going to go. Arborea and Grimswold. Arborea is like, yes to Grimswold. She's like, we're going to be best friends. I like you. I vibe with you. That's interesting because I feel like everyone else picks on Grimswall. I mean, Grimswall <laughs> each other. And especially Junior. Arborea absolutely adores Junior. Um, There's just the druid in Arborea. Exactly. <laughs> he gives her rides all the time. Very helpful. Um, she really likes... I don't think she realizes how much um, she, like scares Taryn. So it looks like she just she just wants to be friends with him. And he's always like, Bleh. but she like she likes she wants to be friends with him, but also kinda likes giving him the heebie jeebies. Because she can kinda sort of see that reaction sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea how she feels about Dorites actually. I think she's very very neutral at this point about Dorites. well even merlin i'm like very indifferent about dreams like he kind of does his own thing he hangs out of the bar he's not causing no trouble until recently and now he's kind of being a pain in the butt with the rest of the party but (laughs) dreams has a lot of his own things going on some of them more definite than others I believe what you had wanted was when you told me how you wanted Dorit's whole spiel to be was a very Mr. Magoo kind of style. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be everyone else had their things going on and how everyone expected the interaction to go Dorit to just walk through it and pretend it wasn't there. Because <laughs> reasons. Um, so yeah, it's been kind of, kind of fun. Marlon? <laughs> oh, oh, I thought he was going to elaborate more. Um, yeah, I mean, what, are, what are Dorita's thoughts of the, the rest of the party? I mean, Dorita enjoys a slight bit of manipulation. Um, So, some of the things that have been happening in the party have been almost exclusively because of Dorit's. And the less they know about it, the better. Mm. Mysterious. (laughs) Um, Well, Marilyn, I feel like she doesn't want to get too close to anybody, per se. Um, She's had such a hard life that's like, if I reveal anything, you know, she fears, well, you may just die, and then what would happen then, you mm-hmm. know? So every time, like, she does let a person in, something bad seems to happen. Either they go missing, they die by terrible circumstances. So with that in mind, like, she kind of keeps to herself and her own God. Um, I think Arborea has really, like, struck a chord with her when she started questioning specifically about her god um just because like with the i guess social climate around gods and you know the history of this place um she's very cautious about what she wants to disclose to anybody um but recently with the princess noel i think a certain kind of caring part came out in her um, the kind of like seeing like a legitimate child like in peril kind of like just triggered something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, maybe she'll open up a little bit more. Maybe she'll close herself right after Noelle leaves again. Well, we don't know. <laughs> that actually answered one of the questions I was going to have because I've noticed Merlin will make comments about the gods and her god and that kind of stuff. But when asked about it, Usually the response is like, oh, don't worry about it. Um, 
So that, that kind of answers that. So yeah. I was kind of curious, and I <laughs> wanted to save it for this kind of talk and just kind of see the the what was going on um, for Merlin in Merlin's head. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> um, does Merlin have any uh, specific opinions about anyone, any individual person in the party, or...? I think she loves Junior. Like, just because of her... Uh, I feel like everyone loves Junior. Everyone yeah, loves Junior. <laughs> he can do no wrong. Right. And that kind of goes into the portion of Merlin being, like, a very caring person. Like, mm. when Duritz is down uh, that one time, and, yeah, it let, like, one round go with, like, out touching him, but the second round, like, I was on him, even though I knew I would probably most 100% likely go down right after... Um, that kind of goes into Merlin, like, I don't want anyone around me to die, mm-hmm. so I will put myself on the line for that. But also, the only way she could uh, exercise her caring factor is vicariously through animals. And Junior feeds, like, directly into that. Mm-hmm. Sparky, on the other hand, <laughs> she doesn't know what Sparky is. Like, even though he's like, I'm a dragon, I'm like, well, clearly you're a dog, you know? So I'm very much in denial of what he says, um, but is more weary of him than she is trusting. So very mm-hmm. much an opposite effect. Okay. Um, and then, um, are you okay with me sharing a particular feat that you have that would explain the healing? Yeah, go for it. Uh, yeah, so for, for those of you, uh, Merlin is a wizard, um, but I believe it was with the human variant feat. Mm-hmm. Um, you chose to be a cleric initiate. Um, which allowed for the, the healing uh, that has been shown for Merlin uh, casting and whatnot. So, for clarification. <laughs> <laughs> why can a wizard heal so easily? That's why. <laughs> um, it, it's more backstory of that. I yeah. think we could definitely... Maybe I'll reveal later in a different session. I mean, there, will be plenty, <laughs> there will be plenty of talks and um, you know, I, I know we probably weren't going to dig, like, too, too deep, um, with these first couple ones, um, just because as we're, you know, the, the party's getting settled and we start, like, exploring, you know, what's going on for each person, I imagine, like, once we get to a point where, like, we're really going into, um, you know, what's going on with Merlin and what, you know, she, her actual goals are, we'll probably get to see a lot more of, you know, that in-depth background kind of thing, too. Yeah. So, yeah. I think Merlin's. I don't want everyone to reveal their <laughs> secrets right now. Everyone, let me know. <laughs> no, Merlin's very much into uh, their two daddy issues and trying to find their papa for some reason. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's just a, com- a commodity I made just for Merlin, honestly. <laughs> um, now, for y'all as players, I'm kind of interested. I know there's not a whole lot going on so far, so I know, like, there probably isn't going to be much to be talked about here, but I am kind of interested in, like, what do you as players think are going on? Like, have you, do any of you have theories or, like, that you think are conspiracies going on? Uh, If any. I know it's, like, super (laughs) early in the game. We're only four sessions in, I believe. Well... Actually, no, we just finished our fifth session. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're only five sessions in. You cut the episodes to like half of a session. Um, just, it's a lot easier for, for me um, editing-wise and all that kind of stuff while still trying to plan for the D&D. And also, you know, make sure that there's an episode every week versus every other week. Um, for you guys, the listeners. Um, but yeah, any conspiracy theories? Drips, I think it's part of ex mafia style kind of stuff going on. <laughs> that that's my theory. It's like, oh no, he took something of like this higher up lady, and now she's like, I'll get you, Drips. And now her goons are after us. Well, they were. I find that really fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, to be fair, y'all do not realize how much you guys have given me and are giving me to fill my world up with. Like, I'm I'm taking all sorts of things that you guys do and you guys say, you know, there, there's a lot of things like you guys talk about and I'm like, 
I'm gonna add that in there. Like, you guys are helping me fill in in the world as we go. I mean, that's why I made the shrine, man. And I'm like, <laughs> I want something to happen with my dang shrine. That's why she keeps you the turning. Barnacles. Barnacles I got rock. barnacles. I know. And I'm like, well, you better do something better, storyline or whatever your name is. Uh, Satan. He doesn't deserve it, really. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, good luck saying that to his face. (laughs) (laughs) Any other thoughts, conspiracies with what you guys have faced so far? Um, head empty, no thoughts. Okay. I mean, I've talked about this out of session, but I didn't know how you were going to write Jerusa's storyline, because you basically left it very very vague mm-hmm. and I like the direction it's going yeah. now I have to add fires <laughs> and, and near the area that you live in so that part I, was, I didn't I wasn't aware that we the, 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 the story was like encom- his backstory was encompassing all of that so I was like okay cool now I gotta add this in um, I do have some thoughts for that though um, any thoughts on like the adventures you've done so far like any thoughts on like What's going on with uh, when you guys went in the crypt? And I guess I guess only one of you. No, because you guys did get talked to about the 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 whole looking for Noel or a child witch, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was told to everyone. Okay. I think so. And then there's also like the forest with the goop and all oh, that yeah. good stuff. That's um, the one I haven't I haven't been able to figure out how that ties in. Like the the thing at the uh, crypt made sense how that tied in like especially when we got back to town and the, the thing happened that was but, by the way not mm-hmm. the way you guys were supposed to because I, I wanted you guys to have a chance to meet noelle she she was there planned way beforehand it was not the way i was expecting it to go but it, i feel like it made it feel a lot more natural um, the way that you guys went about it so i'm actually really happy about that i love yeah. the reveal i love the reveal of it just like Princess Noelle. Yeah. I enjoyed looking at all of your faces when y'all realized who it was. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Matthew. No, I just, uh, the, the goop bit, I haven't seen how that ties in to any particular element of the story. Yet. Uh, yeah. That, that's, yeah. And we haven't really gotten far into it, but it seems yeah, we just very unconnected. I mean, you guys have stayed in the, yeah, we're, we're only like, like I said, five sessions in, you know, you guys have stayed in the same city, you know, I added stuff for you guys to kind of get a feel for the world uh, in this city, but I, I definitely did plan for you guys to start branching out at some point too, mm-hmm. um, which was, you know, one of the potential ways was with Noel um, or other things mm-hmm. depending but yeah i don't know you may find out soon you may not find out until you guys are like level 12 or 13 how the the goop intersects with stuff you don't know maybe the goop has nothing to do with anything maybe it's just a freak <gasps> accident maybe it's something to do with my princess noelle what if the goop comes out of nowhere in the middle of the night what if princess noelle is <laughs> <laughs> legitimately like context clues guys I've done one other discussion with the DM, and he would pop up the villain out of nowhere in the middle of the night, and each session going in, I'd be like, oh no, he's coming, guys! I'm terrified! And now I'm perpetually terrified of anything that just comes out of nowhere. Fair. Does not smell. <laughs> you don't know. Maybe, maybe I will do that. No! Maybe I'll make it happen a lot more often. No! Um, well, I guess, is there anything that has happened thus far that you guys, like, really enjoyed or really wanted to touch on or really just wanted to have a conversation about? What do you guys want to talk about? No one wants to talk about anything that Teresa did. So, so was... Is Dorit intentionally trying to ruin our party, or is this very much like an accidental? Get <clears throat> me for this to happen, but well, we're here now. 
What do you mean, ruin the party? <laughs> well, that does make it feel better. <laughs> I mean, he has points. Yeah. Did Data... Did come into, like, the Adventurers Guild and was like, Hey, I'm here to be my own being and then make off with his new license to travel, or... Do you wanna do you wanna <laughs> tell the, the listeners what led to Durritz getting his adventuring license? I don't I don't think well, he gives away too much information. There's a series of things that happened in the storyline for the Humblewood campaign. And after that, when the campaign ended, I basically took that story <laughs> and chopped it off and said instead of continuing the campaign whatever that world state was was going to happen and so everything burned to ashes there's a whole thing it's a great story it's fine uh anyways so basically from there since he couldn't save the rest of the thing he was like well gotta go somewhere and somehow he made his way across the ocean to Ethereum. You know how he did that. Well, yeah, he... He swam! The Adventurers Guild people wanted to know why he was wandering around without a license, and through some amount of persuasion and trickery, he convinced them to take him to get his Adventurers license <laughs> and pay his way there. And leave him with a healthy chunk of change on the other end. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> I, I, get, I, I get the feeling that it was a whole like, oh yeah, no, like I'm I'm on my way to get my adventures license, but your silver tongue was so was too good, so they were just like, oh well, we'll escort you there then. Can I have money too? Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? I, I feel like it was a silver tongue, but it worked too well. So, <laughs> Instead of just leaving you alone, they were like, well, we'll take you. Like, it's not safe out here. I was like, dang it. I feel like it's the first episode of The Devil's Part-Timer where he's like, tell me everything and give me money too. And they're like, hey. And he's like, well, now I'm powerless. But I got information. I mean, for, like, stat transparency, you reach just at level four and hit Charisma 20. So oh my! A plus five to his charisma. Oh my chest, god! And all of the associated stats to that. Um. So he's a very persuasive little hedgehog. It has to do with the leather, or the doting eyes, or the soft quills. I wonder if you're actually gonna pet the quills sometime and realize that. I have. Soft. You have? Or at least I tried to. I don't remember if he let me. I think it's the hedge purring. Oh, oh did we read out the, the item? I did, yeah. Did, okay. I did in a, in a session. Because you didn't want everyone to know what it did. Yeah. So I had to make everyone leave we... at the very end and read it. Oh, I actually had a question about that. Are you wanting the players to not listen to the interrogation episode? I or do you think the session was vague enough? I feel like it was vague enough, but also like I I love you guys and I think you guys have done a really good job at not like metagaming for the most part. But like and I'll tell the other half of the group too, like cuz I don't want you guys to stop from listening to it cuz I know there's a lot of enjoyment in it. Um, and I'm now having Ruben do the editing for me so that I have more time to actually work on the actual stuff. But, um, I, I will, like, I will stop you from metagaming. Like, if, if it's something that, like, I almost entirely feel sure that you, your character would not know, like, I, I will say that. I'll be like, hey, like, I don't, how would... How would Merlin know that? Like, I don't, I don't think anyone's explicitly, you know, Said told it. Merlin, yeah, yeah, or anything like that. Um, but like I said, I think you guys are really good at not metagaming uh, so far. So, yeah, okay. I think the interrogation episode specifically, like, I'll skip because I, I really yeah. hear the podcast, but 
There was a session I had to dip out early uh, just for medical reasons. Yeah. So I probably will have to brush up on that one and be like, yeah. well, what happened? Um, <laughs> and I mean, like, going. that's the other thing. Like, you could also just wait a while and then go back and listen to that episode. Yeah. And then you might you know, be But, yeah. I, I don't know if any, any of the characters had anything uh, particularly salient. Like, details that came out during the interrogation sessions. Because I know mine specifically uh, wasn't. Yeah, I don't. Dorit's was very close-lipped about it. I um, don't. I don't think anyone indulged too much information. Like, um, yeah. I mean, I, the the most was like some some of the characters were just like, yeah, I don't know, like how much I can I can trust the party, and that's whenever the head of law had to take on more of, like, a, a therapy session <laughs> kind of thing of, like... But I don't I don't think it, it divulged too much information. But, like, if you don't want to listen to it, like, that's absolutely fine as well. The um, thing about listening is that I have a really bad memory, so it helps me remember what's happened in previous sessions, you know, in-game, like, two days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than my character, like, not knowing what's happening at all. Yeah. So, but, I mean, and, and that goes for anyone and everyone. Like, if someone is, you know, saying stuff about Merlin, and I'm like, well, how, how would they know? Like, mm-hmm. they wouldn't, because I how would they wouldn't know? think. Yeah. How would they know? How would they know? They don't They're know. They're not going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that's the thing, too, is, like, I just play Merlin. I want to be as secretive as what I want to disclose as Everybody possible. wants to be so secretive, and everybody wants to go in all of the directions of towns and cities. <laughs> okay, I will give you that, at the very least, Arborea isn't very secretive. Yeah, she she is pretty out. out. Well, a lot of people haven't asked Arborea a lot of questions, but she also hasn't, like, kept anything hidden. Yeah, no, I'm just like... Answer. She's just but like, I'm going for the for ride. Oh, by the way, I know how to cook grooms. <laughs> <laughs> there was also that thing where, like, oh yeah, girls all. By the way, I can cook. Oh, I know yeah, I do, didn't tell you, but do you, do you want to tell the the listeners the oh, yeah. thought process behind that? But which part? Just like the 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 taking the fee and you know like the the whole thought process yeah. behind how. No one's known that she could cook <laughs> up until now. So, can I say that? Oh, I got this fee when I leveled up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I got when I leveled up, I had you know a couple of feats to choose from, and I chose I don't remember what it's called a chef one. Yeah, I think it's a chef. I chose the uh, chef feat, um, and there was a couple of different reasons behind it. I think one of them was. Uh, it fit well with, you know, the character, and, uh, I, I like, I truly like the sound of it, and so, (laughs) um, I decided that, oh, you know, I learned how to cook, you know, back in the swamp, um, and it just, you know, I just haven't, I haven't had any cooking utensils, I haven't really had you know, the, um... One of the few things you forgot when packing for your adventure. So, I haven't had a cooking kit, I haven't really had, like, ingredients, or, you know, the, you know, option to cook yet, um, and it just, you know, never occurred to me, I knew that, like, there was a lot of you know, wanted to go cook, or learn to cook, um, and I just, I didn't know who was paying for lessons. Um, so, you know, I was just, like, you know, as we were talking one day, just, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I can cook, and you know, <laughs> uh, just you know, I just need a, you, you know, I need some utensils, and then I can you, you know, try and teach Grimswall to cook some of the dishes I know how to make, like gumbo and jambalaya, jambalaya, <laughs> shrimp, you know, just. Classic, like, Louisiana food. Okay. Alrighty. Moo Cow also has lots to say. Oh, yeah. You guys have heard Moo Cow on the podcast too plenty of times. 
<laughs> he's so, very talkative. He loves speaking his mind. He's the star of this podcast in actuality. <laughs> um, was there any any other things that anyone wanted to talk about? Any specific moment? <laughs> I don't think a specific moment, um, but I don't know if I've ever clarified about my bugs, mm-hmm. and that I have, like, you know, I have my, you know, caterpillar body, um, but I also have bugs, like, living on and inside of my body, um, just all different kinds, like, you know, I have, you know, wasp nests, and, you know, spiderwoods, and some, like, skin, you know, like, pieces of, like, holes in my body where, like, some of the bugs, Kind of like you know, a hole? Live. Yeah. In a, in a way? Yeah, yeah, but, like, into the, yeah, yeah, yeah. where, you know, some of them, you know, makes their little home and, you know, a skin flap. coexist together, gross. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't think I've ever actually said that, you know, I, I reference my bugs all the time, but I don't think I've ever said that. Yes, bugs live in and on me. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, a bug. I, I have decided if I ever wanted to make a player the big bad evil guy, Arborio would be the best option <laughs> because everyone would be so afraid of all of the bugs. Especially Terran. Terran yes. would not get close enough to hit you. Which, which I would think, be perfect. I think Terran's fear and disgust of Arborea is hilarious. Just wait. <laughs> Just wait. I'm curious to see. You know what I'm oh, talking about. Oh, I know about. exactly what you're talking about. I think it's going to be amazing, and I can't say it. No, these guys are DMs. <laughs> I'm very excited for when that happens because it's going to be so funny to watch everyone's like faces and reactions. It's going to be great. We'll have to save that for another level up talk. That's called foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm definitely excited to figure out Merlin's own mystery of happenings on how she got here, too. Like, going to the Adventurer's Guild like was a must because as a weird wizard, you kind of have to look for your own items to level up, especially if you don't have a completed wizard's book, so you kind of have to relearn everything again. Um, but I'm excited to see... You know, if Merlin's questioning on who and when and how do come to fruition and how she will react when the time comes. And also, Merlin's kind of displaced. I mean, I know that she's had time to get a little bit familiar with how uh, the world is, but um, how do you think Merlin is handling the displacement at this point? I think she's very, uh, within herself. Like, she's like, oh, it's still me. It's still how I usually live my life. (laughs) And ignoring a lot of the external factors. Like, besides acting the part, you know, like, I'm not going to freely talk about the gods because then I might have some angry people on my back. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, like, I I knew, she knew her past. Like, why Mm -hmm. would she, uh question it I guess you could say because she gave up so much to get to where she was and for all of that to pretty much be gone in an instant she's she's still very much in denial and for her being uh, within her own world for so long it's going to take a lot to break her out of that world yeah because she I mean as a wizard they're very knowledgeable very very intelligent so I would imagine that Merlin you know knew a lot of stuff but um <laughs> now after this kind of displacement like a lot of that information isn't really viable anymore no um which is probably very frustrating for merlin i think Uh, so yeah and her reading that one book by sparky you know i think just kind of feel the fire of like this is what people think they know like they don't know what they know because i know what i know but they don't know what i know Yeah. yeah exactly yeah i know what i know they don't know but i know that they don't know what i know Sure. (laughs) But, you know, even if Merlin were to come out and be like, well, here's my whole life story, I don't think anyone would believe her, you know? Just because of how, not indifferent she is to everybody, but how 
yeah, and reclusive she is to everybody and how she makes herself out to be. Well, I hope and look forward to the session when Merlin feels comfortable uh, sharing that. Because I'm, I'm kind of interested to, to see how it will be taken. Uh, and I'm kind of curious to know, like, if and who Merlin would, like, confide that information in with first. If it would be the whole party or just specific individuals. Um, I mean, that goes for just about everyone, honestly. I like the idea of, like, a late night bonfire and we're all just, like, sharing our stories and really bonding as a party. <clears throat> Well, now you can cook treats, so you know. like, who wants to s'more in campfire and just talk about stuff? And me and Grimswall can cook together. Aww. Make Grimswall finally feel, like, wanted and accepted. Aww. I do. I feel so bad for Grimswall, <laughs> and I kind of, I, I was talking uh, with it with um, the player who, who plays Grimswall uh, and with the player who plays the brother, and I was like, you know, I kind of feel like the the main reason why the entire party picks on Grimswald is because Taryn first like was picking on Grimswald, and everyone was just like, "Oh, okay, so th th this is fine." <laughs> he likes the pain. <laughs> so, oh uh, well, yeah, I I think Grimswald the way the innocence, you know, compared mm. to the rest of the party. Like, the fact you made such a huge deal of accidentally killing someone who was oh. trying to kill us. Oh. Oh my goodness. Poor Grimswall. I mean, yeah. Uh, well, so... So, for everyone, like, that was Grimswall's first time, like, killing an actual person. You know? And, you know, it's one thing to fight monsters and creatures. It's another thing to completely fight a person. Yeah. Um, like, you know, for, for Arboria, like, I don't think Arboria... I don't get the vibe that Arboria has actually, like, killed a person. Oh, no, absolutely yeah. not. And I... How, how would Arboria have... would take that? Like, if, if, if they were to switch uh, shoes with Grimswall? Honestly, I think she would probably also, like, be really distraught. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I think she would be a lot quieter about it and just like have this little crisis within herself and like maybe confide in like you know her bugs since you know they all coexist with each other um but I don't think she would be very willing to talk about it with the rest of the party but she would definitely be like oh my goodness what did I just do I can't believe I just did that what what do I do now how do I deal with this and then for Merlin, I kind of want to say I get a she probably hasn't killed someone vibe, but there's also a part of me that kind of feels like she, totally she killed might someone. have, I... you know, maybe one or two people in, in her lifetime. Um, is that something that you've thought about? I think so, because Merlin's backstory, like, like I said, it's very tragic, you know, yeah. um, and because of that, I could see a burning vengeance within Merlin, and that's why she's doing everything she has done. Because she doesn't care anymore. Mm -hmm. She doesn't care about herself. Like, I think that's the biggest takeaway. She'd rather put her life on the line and have herself be killed than see someone she's close to be killed. You know? Uh, you know? Like, yeah. Just with her backstory. It's, it, it's sad to say, but I think she tried to kill, or if not, she did kill someone who killed someone close to her. Mm -hmm. um, and because of that she doesn't see it as like a human thing you know so it's like oh i kill a monster oh well oh i kill a human well they're the same thing as a monster in my eyes it's a, a survival like exactly. you come at me like i ain't no no bars hold held yeah exactly okay. and then now i know the facade that gives <laughs> off dress would never hurt anybody the, the facade that Ritz gives is a I don't care. Well, like, he might I, I get the feeling that if Duritz feels like someone is like bad or crosses him, it's more of like a oh, if that person deserved to die, then I don't care <laughs> that I killed them. Yeah. Um, it's so that it's would just, be, or would there be a little bit more going on underneath? The, well, the I just quills? think his <laughs> threshold for making that judgment might be different than most people. Okay. 
never tells me. <laughs> He's like, going to be back as heck no matter what. I, I love the spectrum of like a, like, it, it would almost desolate Arborea. For Merlin, it's like a, you know, like. It had to be you, done. Like, it had to be done. Like, it's fine. And then a. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it look like an accident. <laughs> Just pick out someone else. Hey, I'll back you up. If, if you really truly was a monster like Doesn't you did. have to look like an accident. Like, I feel like Arborea would, um, what's the word? When you're not, uh, when you're not like 100% like hesitant. <laughs> Arborea would like hesitantly help hide the body, but she wouldn't help, you know, kill the person. Now, when you say it, Hesitant. Does that mean that you would not uh, offer up your flesh-eating uh, insects that you have living on your body, or or which? Well, I, I, I might, because you know they need just, to eat. Just go too. for the face and the the teeth. They then need no to one eat. can know who. They need to eat too. So I'm and that, but I would just be like, this feels wrong. But so but, right. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, then that, that begs the question. If if Arborea feels that it's wrong, would her swarms also be very hesitant to follow through on that? I think... Don't... Because I would say, like... I very... think if it's, like, you know, for the better of, you know, this is, you know, the better decision, and, you know, they also get food, mm-hmm. uh, and Arborea feels like... Well, it could do be this or this, you know, may as well this. Okay. Um, they would be the swarms would be okay with it as well. You know, I think it would be super fun if that this is just a slight like little pebble of our quest, but if like the party did split, but split in pairs. So we would have a duo session and then the two pairs would actually get to know each other. Oh, 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 so like one of those filler episodes. So much work. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Not only do you guys want to split up in the cities and towns, but now you want to permanently split. You know what? I'm, I'm not changing any of the things I have set up. If, if there is a combat session that you guys were meant to fight as a group, but you guys decide to split off and run into it, You're like, well, good You know luck. what? We're going to do that. Us three, we, no. since we're here, <laughs> no. we're going to completely split from the group. No. Like, and so happily. <laughs> oh, shoot. All of the stuff. Don't split the party. <laughs> split the party. That would split the party. Nothing bad has ever happened when someone splits the party. No. Oh, um, yeah. Like in the mausoleum? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. I don't know what y'all talk about. Dries is having fun. He's got so much stuff. He's just running around. He's got a flashlight. He's such a hoarder. He's got a bunch of spells. He's got a bunch of trinkets. He's so fun. He is such a hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> I was like get real into this crafting thing and Reese is like, no. <laughs> Let's have a drink. <laughs> no, he's, he's like, he, he got a flashlight. He's like, a you guys flashlight. can craft magical things. I'll just find all of them and keep them in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> and now that Taryn can identify the things. Oh, it's so good. It's much better than that. Taryn can identify and can tell if there are curses there. That is his specific identify. Identify doesn't normally let you know if there is a curse. His is like a 100% Special like, identify. there is a virus in this item. A virus? <laughs> a flashlight has a virus. Yeah, so is there anything else anyone wanted to touch on? How do you feel about the campaign, DM? I enjoy, it's a lot of work, but I I enjoy it. I, I kind of wish that we could play it weekly. I really do. But well, schedules and also the extra amount of work I would have to do. That'd be fun. But for you. I would love to play this weekly. I I really enjoy playing with you guys. I really like watching the story unfold. Like I'm enjoying it so much. It's something that I look forward to. Honestly, same. I really, I, I really, I've been really enjoying 
each session. Me too. So you heard that, listeners. That means you have to like and follow, and maybe he'll open up a Patreon. So maybe he could do this full time. I mean, wouldn't that, that be the dream? That would be nice. I could get <laughs> Wait, so much more done. Wait for the shout out, Ari. Oh, heck yeah. I'm all for that. Also, I made the art for this podcast, so that's yes, my own shout out. Yes, yeah, the, the logo for our, our for the podcast was made by Ari. Yes. Yes, it was. So I'm always willing to shout all creators out. Oh so my nice. god, maybe I can make a little so intro song. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> emotionally valent language, so you have to hit or smash that like button. Oh my god. It's always a Yeah, hit it! Yeah, smash it! Statistically, if you use that kind of language, people click the button more. If you just use click, it doesn't get as much. Okay, attention. don't click it. Caress it. Caress the, the like button so then it hits it. Caress it and then give a slap on the ass. Just no, no. give it a bit. inspiration. Oh, yes! We're doing it! We need to end our podcast with that from now on. It's just. Yes. Make sure you give that Derit's inspiration. Give the like button. Give that like button and Derit's inspiration. And have a handprint of your own. <laughs> so that your like button can have the same reaction as Taryn does every time Derit's is around. <laughs> Alrighty, well, I think that this was a, a really good first level up talk. I really enjoyed it. I think it went well. I think I did too. Uh huh. So, for the listeners, I hope you guys really enjoyed this. I hope it gave you guys like a bunch of insight in some of the characters, and I hope it'll continue to do so. Uh, and I hope y'all have a wonderful morning, a wonderful day, a wonderful evening, a wonderful whatever time it is that you're listening. And happy birthday if it's your birthday. Yes. And always look both ways before you cross the street. <laughs> Alrighty, bye. Bye. bye.